The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts. We advise you to go out and think for yourself. Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Clara, Conversations on Shinto, a podcast where two friends and fellow practitioners of Shinto in the Anglosphere talk about their faith, its cultural, historical, and other contexts, and try to bring knowledge and community to others. As always, I am Zoe. And I'm Nairi. And, well, we're here again with episode 2. We are here to talk about shrines, actually. And... Well, like, one of the big things is what they are and what they are not, because we've all seen Japanese gardens. They're really wonderful, beautiful things, and they had those nice little buildings? Would you go with buildings? I, 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 are, you, are you thinking of the, like, the little, the little pavilions, like the, like the... <coughs> well, like, some have, like, those art installations that are, well, those... I mean, art installations and in air quotes here. Those shrines that aren't shrines. Yes, yes. Or they, you know, they're, they're yeah. meant to look like a Buddhist hermitage or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's still, it's yeah, pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a place of contemplation. Just... Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what those uh, things are set up to be. But those aren't shrines. Are Correct. They? they are not shrines, and this is something. This is something that we um, we as practitioners have uh, talked about at great length uh, on our own uh, with some concern um, because there seems to be some misconception regarding what is and what isn't a shrine and how you make one. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite honestly, they're with some great concern and a, a little bit of liquid courage. A little bit of liquid courage, yes. Um, after all, even the even the gods themselves, even the kami themselves, uh, benefited from a measure of that from time to time. Uh-huh. So. But. Let's yes, proceed. Yes, let's. So, when it comes down to it, there are different kinds of shrines, and we've already talked about like how this is for different things of different faiths. Especially between yours and mine, again, me being a Inari Taisha practitioner, mm-hmm. and you being a Hachimanu? Yes. Well, that actually sounds like a... Uh, it sounds like a great way to start here, like different... The differences between what is and what isn't. Well, well, I, I'm jumping ahead there. I guess where should we start with this? Uh, so I think that we should start with, um, you know, first and foremost, a, a caveat for uh, the to state that these these things, these terms, as used within the different faiths under the umbrella, the broader umbrella of Shinto, are going to vary. They're going to be different. They're going to, they're going to, um, you know, not necessarily be exactly the same in a given, you know, between, 
you know, uh, Inari faith and Hachiman faith and uh, Izumo faith and so on. Um, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, generally speaking, again, harking back to what we said in episode one, while Shinto does not have dogma per se, it has rules. So this has to do with those rules. And <clears throat> at the heart of the matter, when we're talking about what is and is not a, uh, a shrine, we have to talk about this concept of a goshintai, also known as a mitamashiro. Now, again, a lot of these words vary here. I know from a lot of the stuff that I've been involved with, with the, the Inari faith and everything here, um, we generally tend to use the word goshintai. Yes, yes, I've, I've, heard, I've heard similarly uh, from my end. Um, <clears throat> in Hachiman faith, we also use uh, goshintai or just shintai, um, uh, mitamashiro is another term that uh, other faiths might use, but it's it's referring to ultimately the same thing. Uh, so, mm-hmm. go shintai to define the term to define the, the word itself in Japanese. Uh, go is the honorific prefix. Shin is kami, and uh, tai is body. So the honorable god body, or the honorable body yes. of God. Well, Kami, because uh, screaming. screaming, we'll get into the semantics in another <laughs> yes, episode. Yes, we will. We will. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. The Goshintai is the uh, part of a shrine that is what makes it a shrine. Yes. And, again, because of our share, our faiths, shared use of that word, that's probably what we're going to default to. And I'm sorry, there are other terms... Again, please think for yourself. But most of the time, these are mirrors, right? Correct. Most of the time, um, but with some exceptions, um, uh, you might, uh, in the Hachiman faith, at least historically, I don't know if this is still done, but you might also see uh, Goshintai be a saddle or a pair of stirrups. Or, or a or a sword, like a particularly venerated sword. I have a theory about my home shrine, because there's a there's a there's an episode from its history that involves um, when the land that it used to sit in was given from Date to Uesugi, the the priest and his family had to come up with an idea of how to sneak the shrine, how to sneak like the essence of the shrine out of Uesugi territory and back into Date hands. And I have this theory that they used a sword as the Goshintai, but I, you know, that's just my conjecture. I, you know, ultimately, I don't know if that's, if that's the case, but if I think about it, a priest in that era is going to look like a samurai. And what's the most, what's the most obvious thing you could hide in plain sight if you're a samurai? A sword. So, for the Hachiman faith, I mean, it makes that makes sense. sense, yeah. I mean, especially given that uh, Hachiman Kami is a kami of yeah. battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, given that this is the modern era, most of the Goshintai are yes. sword, or mirrors. <laughs> wow. Hi. The, <laughs> the, the most, I think the most, I think the most uh, notable exception in the modern era is Mount Fuji. 
because Mount Fuji mm. is the Goshintai. Yeah, it's the we. There's a friend of ours who's a who's an an, an adherent, a, a parishioner of that faith. But uh, Mount Fuji is the Goshintai of uh, Konohana Sakuya Hime no Mikoto Sama, um, who is a kami associated, I think, with. Um, with 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 nature and like flowering things, um, but her goshintai is Mount Fuji itself, so that's like a notable exception. Right. But generally speaking, and, I mean, it's going did, to be mirrors. And we did kind of touch on that with the girl stream team with the Okami playthrough with Jackson and yep. everything. I think. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. I think it came up a little. Yeah. Good, I am remembering correctly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but moving forward from that and everything, then there's, like, the talk of what... We talked about what makes it a shrine. Now, that said, there are some household shrines. These are called Kamidama. They are just, like, small little altars where you can set up a place for the Okami to visit. Yeah. Generally, when you do that, you end up talking to a home shrine, a head shrine, and saying, Hey, uh, can I get an Ofuda? And the Ofuda is a card of sorts. Uh, mine is wrapped in... Mine is a wooden talisman wrapped in, I think, rice paper. I haven't really gotten too much too picky about what it's wrapped in. I just know that it's sacred. Yeah. Put it in my Kamidama. And say the prayers. Make the offerings. Bow twice, clap twice, bow once. Mm-hmm. But an Ofuda is not a Goshin. Correct. Yeah. A Ofuda is something that's temporary. It is something that you need to renew yearly. Yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to switch it out. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> and I and I'm also gonna just say on this end to cut this part here because this is me definitely going off script and just saying I know sometimes we have to make do well actually huh. I'm gonna take a moment and actually talk about this from my perspective given the the issue with Fushimi and Ari and here because pandemic right, right. Mm-hmm. now I know that there's probably a lot of other Inari faith practitioners out there who was having the real dickens of a time trying to get a new Ofuda from Fushimi Inari. Because, again, we are in the middle of a whole pandini by the day of this recording, 11, 13, 22, 21. <laughs> yeah. What would it be? 21, 11, 13? Or 21, 13, 11? One yeah. of those, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Screaming. At time... At the time of recording, we are still in the middle of a pandemic. There is some difficulties with getting Ofuda sh- shipped out from the home shrine, especially in my case, because I am a ukyo. Ukyo. I'm having I'm having difficulty. Are you here. Are you thinking of Ujiko? Ujiko. Thank you. Crimini. <laughs> okay. I, because I'm still an Ujiko of Fushimi Inari Taisha. I, my home shrine is out in Kyoto. 
and I haven't gotten an Ofuda because, again, borders are closed because we are in the middle of a pandemic trying to stave it off. Sometimes you have to make do because of the uh, situation of the world at large. But that is still, again, talking about what an Ofuda is, why it needs to be renewed. I mean, I, I guess I talked at angles about that. Could you provide some insight on your about, side there? About Ofuda. Mm-hmm. Well, here's my situation. My home shrine in Sendai does not send Ofuda. Like, they do not. Some shrines will put, the, put it in the mail. Uh, mine does not. Um, so, you know, ideally, what you want to do is you you know for your for your home altar, you're wanting to uh, go to the shrine, you know, and for a donation, you know, they're not giving these out, for a donation in mm-hmm. order to support the continued existence of the shrine, um, and what it does for the community at large, um, you know, they you you can receive. A, an ofuda, and it can either be, as you said, uh, you know, wood talisman wrapped in rice paper. Sometimes it's just paper uh, wrapped in rice paper. Sometimes um, it's other things. Uh, but generally speaking, it'll it'll be something like that. Now, um, if you really are fancy with your <coughs> with your um, uh, your kamidana, um, you might also have. Uh, like the full set of the little, you know, uh, hinoki, the cypress wood structure that mm-hmm. will contain either will con- itself contain the of- you can put the ofuda in there. You can also alternatively, you know, set it up to have a mirror in front. Um, you got the little, you've got the little little tray with the little, uh, you know, the the. I forget the proper term, but the, wa- the the little the little porcelain vessels that hold the water and the salt and the rice and so on. Um, but that's going to be that's going to be a little bit that's going to be a little bit more a little bit more of a, a little bit more of an investment. But the the basic thing is the ofuda, and mm-hmm. because generally speaking, it requires crossing the border and actually like going there or like having someone go there for you. Um, that's not possible right now, so we need to make do. And I've heard a variety of takes on this. Um, but generally speaking, you know, while, you know, while we don't want to, you know, while we don't want to, we don't want to slack, I, from where I'm coming from, I would say that as long as you're making that honest effort to do it right, to, to do what you need to do and do what was, what is within your means, the kami will understand. And that again, just ties back into the sincerity Correct. and everything. Yeah. But the thing is, a kamidama is also not Correct. a shrine. It, it, it is just a home altar. This is something that you put up in your house. This is something that you invite the kami to come visit. This is something that you set up as a place to pray. Correct. Now, again, the big reason why it's not a shrine is because it doesn't have a goshintai. Yeah. So then I guess that brings us to the next question there. What is a shrine? Where does one get a Goshen Tai? Can one get a Goshen Tai? 
Well, um, if you're going to be starting your own, if you're going to be starting your own shrine, if you're going to be starting your own, say, neighborhood shrine, or like a, what's called a hokora, uh, like a like a, if you, there's like little shrines that you might find on like the roof of an office building, or in like the gap, or like on the roads. Exactly, on the roads, or you'll see it like in the gap between, you know, between buildings. I remember one that was. Um, parked on the edge of a strip mall um like there was like the shopping arcade and the like the where 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 there would have been one of the buildings like one of the would have been one of the storefronts there were like this there was just this narrow narrow lot of like trees and a little shrine building like you know the the size the the with like with all due respect the size of a refrigerator just about yeah. Um, uh, so, but that's kind of how it goes, yeah, you know. So these, so these really, those, so, so these can really like not be that big, um, but you have mm-hmm. to go to like a parent shrine. So to use the example of my home shrine, my, my home shrine is Kameoka Hachimangu uh, in Kawauchi District of Sendai, and in oh, I think it was like eleven ninety three. Uh, Date Tomamune, the, the, the lore, the shrine lore goes, I don't know if I believe in this historically, but the shrine lore goes that Date Tomamune, legendary founder of House Date, um, petitioned the Tsurugaoka Hachimangu, the, like the head shrine of the Hachiman faith in eastern Japan, in Kamakura, um, to give him a Goshintai, to give him a mirror. And which he enshrined at Takakooka, Takako Hill, uh, next to his estate in Date County, from which he got his name of Date mm. Tomamune. Um, and so that was the beginning of Kameoka Hachimangu. Uh, like, he couldn't have just, like, built that himself, or whoever, you know, whichever Date it was, couldn't have just built it themselves. You have to go to the parent shrine and receive this from the parent shrine and also so that the parent shrine knows that you're not just some no, you know you're not just some you know somebody who's just walked in off the street like you know back in the day you know you're a person if you're a person like a clan leader of means or you know you ha- you're a representative of a like a farming community like a village headman or you're know, like a group of like fishermen or something you know, and you're not always going to go to the big, big shrine like Tsurugaoka Hachimangu. That's just Date Tomamune. That's like a samurai going to this big shrine. A local, like a local community I mean, wanting that's... one, might go to their local, the the largest local shrine and ask for it there. Well, well, yeah, and that's like another point that I want to bring up here. Like shrines talk about community. Yes. yes. Like comedy. Like, and I want to bring this up as a. As an observation, as a, as a uh, Latina American talking about her faith and the difference between my Kamidama and the shrine out in L.A. The shrine out in L.A. has a community. That shrine out in L.A. is far grander reaching than my little household one. And it's not even a shrine. Again, like I said, it's an altar. Yeah. And again, when I say the shrine out in LA, I mean, uh, I am going to attempt to give a good run at this. Chuse Good, you got it. Yes. Yeah. Ah, two for two. <laughs> okay. 
All right. But Shusei Inari is, again, an Inari shrine out in L.A. And if I were to, say, start up a faith community up in the Washington area for an Inari shrine here, I could probably go go just down to L.A., find out where they are housing the shrine at the moment because they're still looking for a place to actually build a grand shrine, and say, hey, can I talk to you about this here? Here is the community that I am representing, and here's where we are thinking about building our own shrine here. Yeah. I would, I'd assume I still have to have land. I'd have to have a place to put the shrine. Yeah. Yeah, and you would need to have, and it would be the beginning. And and I guess the you know what we're what we're kind of taking for as a given here is that it would be the beginning of a conversation. Uh, it would be the beginning of a mm-hmm. of a back and forth of, um, tell us more about your community. Who comprises it? Um, what are some of the things that you've been doing uh, while you have been building up toward this goal of like setting up your own shrine for your own community? Um, and that's to be expected because this is, yeah, this is part of that. This is part of that uh, of that connectivity that we were talking about last week. Um, the uh, the harmony. Yeah. And again, this is us just talking about this in the midst of again a grand old pandemic mm-hmm. here. I don't know who I stole that from, but I stole that from. It's someone. a good one. Thank you to whoever I stole it's that a good from. One. Uh, it is, but like. I still try to get in contact with some of the folks that I know in my local area who are fellows in my faith. Yeah. And again, sometimes they and I don't always get along, but they are still good yeah. people. And again, I could, in theory, get all these guys together and say, hey, do we really want to go through with this? Because we don't have a NRA shrine up here in the great state of Washington. So that's something that we could talk about that there. And that would still probably just end up being a small little roadside shrine somewhere. As compared to something like, again, the using the one closest in the right. neighborhood, uh, the Subaki Grand Shrine of America. Right. Yeah. Like something big enough where, you know, it's got like a main building and you can go, uh, there's actually like a hall that you can go and stand inside and, you know, things like that. Rather than just like a little, like a, you know, like a building that's like, like I was saying earlier, you know, basically the size of a refrigerator and, uh, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, like something like a building, a structure you can actually go into. A shrine grounds. Yeah, shrine grounds, yeah. And like I was saying, I have been inside the Subaki Grand Shrine's Grand Hall. It's nice. It is a great place to go see a to go see rituals and everything. I personally don't go there anymore because, again, I am just a practitioner, a practitioner of Inaritaisha. The closest home shrine for me in that case would probably be out in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fine. And that's, that's perfectly legit, you know. Uh, you don't have to go to a shrine that you don't otherwise have any connection to. You know, that's not a requirement. Exactly. Um, you know, my my situation is a little bit more difficult because 
probably the closest Hachiman shrine is somewhere in Hokkaido. Um, and there is... <laughs> During the era of the Japanese Empire, when Saipan was under Japanese control, the Empire built the Hachiman Shrine there, which is on the U.S. Register, National Register of Historic Places now. It's not an active shrine. It's actually, mm -hmm. like, overgrown, and, like, somebody... It's, like, it's like on somebody's farm, and they, they try to take good care of it, like, as a historical curiosity, but it's not, a, it's not an active shrine anymore, and they're really, like... Like the the whole thing with you know the 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 thing that makes the shrine the mirror there isn't any um, you know so um, you know I don't count that you know it might be interesting to see but and I don't count that so I have to make do with what I have and uh, again what I am what we are kind of just like segueing into is actually something that we received within our comments here on our first episode that there was a shrine out in Brooklyn. Yeah. And well, after some research here on this end, we have found out that this shrine is actually not a yeah. shrine. It doesn't have a ghost yeah. in time. Uh, I'm currently chasing um, that down a little bit more in a little bit more detail, but yes, there is even a, sh a sign in front of the building that says the building is empty. Mm-hmm. And again, it was, what, in, like, their Japanese garden, Yes, in the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens Japanese section. Mm -hmm. And that's, again, where you'd kind of see these kind of structures pop up. Because, again, it's just like, oh, this is good for contemplation. This is good for cultural dialogue. But it's not right. a shrine. And it could be. Yeah. If you... There could be... A a Goshintai donated to that location, a priest and a community gathered there and took care yeah. of it. But as it stands right now, it's yeah. not a shrine. Yeah. And I, I think that's also another thing that we have to bring up here again, just tying back to the Kamidama thing. Some people will consider their Kamidama a shrine. It's not. It is a altar. And I mean, even then, that's not exactly the right word for it. It, it, it focuses personal or familial rather than community uh, veneration. Yeah. It focuses within your household, within your family. And... I know sometimes that family can be, in its own right, a community, but this is a personal connection to the divine. Right. And that is something that I maintain on my end. I ended up getting myself a very nice Kamidama, brilliantly, vibrantly red, mm. because... I mean, that's that's just like the common joke, isn't it? <laughs> hmm, I wonder who this shrine belongs to. Bright red, greens, whites. It's just like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah. Your, your Ujigami-sama has more of the bright colors just basically everywhere. Mine, I think, generally speaking, it'll be the gateway. Um, yeah. So... But yeah, that is a that, and we can we we'll talk about this in a future episode about about syncretism. But um, 
the the if you see a shrine, particularly if you if you're looking at the shrine gateway, and it's red, like a bright red, uh, it's you can take that as sort of a, a an indicator, a shorthand that this is the shrine of a kami who has a connection with Buddhism. Um, and generally and, speaking, uh, it'll be either Inari-sama or Hachiman-sama. I mean, there are some other ones who have the same association. Yeah. Uh, but, for the most part, yes, it is going to be in either Onari-sama or Hachiman-sama. Hachiman-okami. Mm. Huh. I, I felt that mm. look. Uh, the great great bodhisattva, uh, as she was as she mm-hmm. was called in the Heian era. Yeah, and I not to get completely lost in the weeds there. And right. Everything. Again, you can start a dialogue with the shrine to talk about your community and who else besides just you would be willing to help you out to even start up a shrine of your own. Yes. Again, this is a this is a path. It might even just be a better idea to go out and get training as a priest. Yes. And that's not easy in and of itself either, but mm-hmm. uh, it is a there's a you know, it's a standard of it 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 builds a a, a it builds a competency and a skill set that is necessary in, uh, as we've been saying, uh, making sure that the um, that the rules are adhered to uh, for how these things are done, and that the rhythms of the shrine and its connection with the community uh, are maintained. And not only just the community, but the community and the divine. Yes. This is, again, something that we are going to be harping here on because this faith does talk a lot about how we have to be in harmony not only within the mortal side but also the divine, the supernal side of life. And I think that's really important to remind people of. But this is also why we have to talk about why shrines are important and what makes one Yes. Shrine. So we so we kind of have just hammered out this whole thing about the Goshinta here, yeah. right? What other things are involved with like shrines here and everything? Because I know like we talked about like the words Taisha and also in in your case like Hachimangu, yes. right? Yes. Am I again getting yeah. this right here? So there. What does there that are mean? different so there are different there are different terms for shrines of different affiliations and different sizes um, and generally speaking um, the term jingu is something that's very rarely applied it applies to really 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 big mm. shrines and even there not all of them so the the head shrine of the ise faith is ise jingu and that's like the Jingu. Sometimes it'll just be called Jingu, and you're supposed to know which one it, which one they're talking about. Um, but uh, and I sorry, go ahead. And and I, I guess on my side here, comparatively to Fushimi and Ari Taisha, yes. Taisha again being another denotation of a 
shrine type, yes, I want to say. Yes, a grand shrine. Mm-hmm. And that's... It's just, an, it's just a way of saying what kind of shrine mm-hmm. it is. I think I generally hear Taisha used more often yes. these days. There are, there are fewer Jingu, and besides uh, Jingu, uh, as I recall, uh, denotes an affiliation with the imperial court that isn't necessarily, um, you know, foremost these days. Um now, uh, other terms you might hear um, are, um, uh, you know, shrines that end in gu. So, like my home shrine, Kameoka Hachiman Gu. Um, gu is just is a the its usage will it its usage will vary. Uh, I've heard uh, some interpretations that say it. It is a particular, you know, it denotes particular rank, but I've also seen tiny little roadside shrines that are like te mangu. Um, but, you know, my home shrine, Kameoka Hachimangu. Uh, the big, big, big Hachiman shrine in, in downtown Sendai is Osaki Hachimangu. Um, in uh, in, in uh, Osaka, there's Kitano Temangu. Um, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's, this is, this is a different term, again, referring to a shrine, sometimes but not always of a particular size, um, and your average term that you'll just see everywhere is jinja. Just that's the baseline common term for a shrine, jinja. And, and I mean that's, I, I, I just think that's like synonymous with shrine, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that's like that's Cause... like that's like the the baseline term. All right, so um, another term uh, that I would be remiss if I didn't include uh, in our in our uh, consideration here is uh, hokora. And what is a hokora? A hokora is a term for um, a that's like the the type of building that you will would be of you know would be used for say a roadside shrine. Uh, the one that I mentioned earlier that's going to be you know about the size of your average refrigerator. Yeah, maybe smaller. Um, mm-hmm. You will not see that as a name, uh, a naming convention. So it's not like it's something something no hokora, uh, but that's the descriptor for the type of building. Um, now, relatedly, uh, there's a term for uh, sh- small shrines of that kind that will be on the grounds of a larger shrine. Um, so at my home shrine, again as an example. Off to the side, there is a there is a Kora Tamatare no Jinja. Kora Tamatare Jinja is the is called what's called a Sesha or a Masha, uh, which is the term for small sub- subsidiary auxiliary shrine on the grounds of a big shrine. Next to Kora Tamatare Jinja is Toyouke Inari Jinja. So you'll mm-hmm. the, you'll see if you look very closely because it's a t- tiny little hokora. Um, you'll see little fox statues. Um, yeah, yeah, little kenzoku. Yeah. Um, but you will. Mm-hmm. But but conversely, at an at an inari shrine, you might see a sesha or a masha of a hachiman jinja. Um, and I mean, it, it varies with like. A, yeah, I, I I know for a fact like with some 
Shusei Shrines, not the one in America at the moment, because again, still looking right. for land. There is a Sesha for Hachiman, yeah. right? Or is it like it, it, Emperor? Uh, uh you're. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. But yeah, no, it's yeah. This is a thing. This is this this can be a thing. Um, this is this this does happen mm-hmm. at some shrines. Um, but they'll be they'll be the and, little guys, the, like off to the you know, off to the left or off to the right of the main hall of the you know the primary you know the building. And I know for a fact with Subaki Faith and everything here, there is oftentimes a sesha for Oanari Sama. Uh, yeah. Or there used mm-hmm. to be, uh, but um, I don't think there is anymore, sadly. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. fine. That's their yeah, decision. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, I think we, like, covered all these here. Yeah, I believe we did. Like, all the different, like, shrine yeah, words the here, huh? the different sizes and, and, and types and such. Um, mm-hmm. um, generally speaking, um, you know, you want to... You know, my word of advice to you all in listener land, um, if you're looking for the, your nearest shrine, do a little bit of homework, uh, because... There are more than a few shrines outside of Japan that claim to be shrines but are not. And and this is this is this is a touchy subject, I know, but like do your homework, really. And I'm also going to add on top of that there there are shrines outside of Japan that are also run down that aren't cared for anymore that I don't know the status if they even count as a shrine anymore. Yes. And that's something that we here with Clara implore you to do your research on. Please. Please. Mm -hmm. Um, Another word of caution uh, on a related note, since we mentioned uh, ordination as a potential uh, route that some people may choose to go if they feel particularly called and are able to invest that time, energy, and money, um, be wary of people who claim to be Shinto priests um, because outside of Japan because you know this is not something that you one day decide that you are this is something you are trained mm-hmm. to do and that's again going back to the whole Shinto doesn't have dogma but it has rules yes. and if you want an endorsement, if you really want an endorsement from me, I'm, I'm definitely just going to have to say you're going to want to go down to Shusei Anari of America here down in L.A. They have a wonderful website here. Um, let me actually just pull that up because I don't know it off the top of my head. Yes, neither do I, actually. Is it... Was it... Uh... <sighs> they, they recently changed it, too, because it's just like... I think it's like shoot. They're old. It's one. either Shusei Inari Shrine or Shinto Inari. Shinto Inari. Because mm-hmm. that will get you right over to Shinto Shrine of Shusei Inari in America here, and I have been involved with several of the virtual sessions there. I have several omomori from there, and I can vouch for this place, folks. 
full-heartedly, again, this is my little fox stamp of approval. Well, it's not always just foxes, but I like mm-hmm. foxes. <laughs> anyway, this is my little stamp of approval here saying, yes, Shusei and Ari of America is a good shrine to go to. Yes. Uh, now, if you're in the eastern United States, um, uh, Kanawa Sensei, who I believe is based out of Silver Spring, Maryland, um, uh, has a, a small shrine on land that she owns. Um, I believe it's called Kamunabi Banyu Koshinto Shrine. Um, that's the nearest thing to like a full uh, shrine in the eastern uh, United States that you're going to find. There is an organization, I forget what it's called, but there's a sort of a a Shinto, I guess, advocacy organization of some kind that has an office space in Manhattan, and they apparently have uh, their own small shrine set up over there, but you're not going to be able to just walk in off the street for that. Um, so, you know, just, mm-hmm. just, just be, be aware of that. And as we said, there's a yeah. building and a bunch of, uh, of other, um, you know, accoutrements at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden, which are basically have everything you would need to build an Inari shrine, but it, it, it doesn't have the mirror. So it's, it's not a shrine. So again, be wary. Mm-hmm. And that's again another thing that we are again why we made this yes. episode specifically um one other thing that i can also recommend without like any issue here is to look up is to look up konkokyo yes absolutely and yeah konkokyo is honestly a little more well established in the united states as compared to other Shinto shrines. Yes, I want to say. there are there are multiple. Uh, they use the term church, and I realize that that's a loaded term for some of us who are coming to this faith from Christianity. Um, but uh, understand that it has a historical context of usage in North America. Um, and that's like another thing that is part of it. This. This faith also reflects the community and the places where it... Yes. Yes. Uh, finally, I know there is a shrine out in Hawaii. There's several, actually, yeah. Mm. And I can feel pretty confident on the recommending those. Yes. I personally haven't been, but I don't see anything wrong with yes. them. Yes, yes. They, they have, I think, of all of the... Of all of the Shinto uh, presence in um, in the U.S., uh, that's probably got the most history. Um, you know, they go mm-hmm. they go the furthest back. And well, I think that's all we really have to say on this whole subject concerning shrines. What do you think, Nairi? Yeah, I think that about does it. Um, again, mm-hmm. um, what this what this ultimately does come down to, though, folks, is really. Um, be diligent about um, about about digging into this. Um, explore this. Um, don't just take things for granted. Um, and you know, if you do that due diligence and you make that effort, then it will ultimately uh, only benefit you, your faith, and your community. 
And further on that end, you're not going to waste time. You're going to find interesting information on history, on why these are here to begin yeah. with. Because that shrine, that shrine building out in Brooklyn, that that just out there in that botanical garden, has a very interesting history that I implore you to look up into, folks. Yes, you'll be... You, as of this recording, I have an article forthcoming... Um, from Hyperallergic Magazine that will go into further detail on that, so uh, follow our social media feeds uh, for when that comes out. Mm -hmm. And again, this has been Clara. I am Zoe. You can find me at FoxNamedZoe on Twitter. There will also be a link to my poetry channel, which is sent lovingly over Telegram here. I'm coming back off of hiatus here within the next few days. Glad to see you there. And Nairi, where can they find you again? Uh, you can find me at um, Riverside Wings on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, and uh, you can listen to my other podcast, Friday Night History, at anchor.fm slash Friday Night History, uh, where you will also find this podcast uh, until we can get its own uh, uh, feed set up. Um, and um, mm -hmm. I look forward to our further conversations. I, I also want to point out, because my friend is being very modest here, that she is also a award-winning author as well. Oh, shucks. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. And yes, I am going to bring that up oh. here. Yes, I um, I think as of um, as of uh, uh, November first, yeah, it was November first. Um, my novel *Grey Dawn: A Tale of Abolition and Union*, which has its own sh uh, story thread that is very relevant to conversations about Shinto, um, is the recipient mm -hmm. of the 2021 New York City B Big Book Award Distinguished Favorite for LGBTQ Fiction. So. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And I can recommend this book here, folks. So, you know, it's it's not just her tooting her own horn. This is me going out of my way to say, you're not getting away with this. <laughs> oh, gosh. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're, wel you're welcome. And again, this has been Clara, and we'll see you next time.